River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I am Dan here along with your co-hosts, Eric, James. Gentlemen, say hello. What's up, everybody? Yes, we are here not on Victory Monday. It is not terribly depressed Tuesday. Luckily, or yeah, or Tuesday. Not for you guys. Not for you guys. (laughs) Speak for yourself. Yes, not too terribly depressed Monday. Sorry, my schedule's all screwed up in my head. And I'll just say up top here, just sorry we had to skip the parlay episode. That's my not fault. I'm not going to say fault. I had something come up and we had to cancel the episode. All right, that's out of the way. Um, Yeah, we are back. We did not beat the Rams yesterday. We did fall to a score of just 21 to 20. Uh, And honestly, I'm just going to skip the nerdy number stuff. It's not really worth getting into. And that's kind of just... I don't know. We are doing a recap episode. We kind of have to do a recap episode just because like it, it was our final game of the regular season. We're done with the regular season. It's now time to go to the playoffs. James, you are also going to the playoffs with us with your first love, the Eagles. And I mean, there's a lot to celebrate that we had in this season. Uh, Eric and I touched a, touched a lot on that um, last week and no numbers were really added to it because uh, the starters barely played. But I don't know. I'm kind of just I don't care really that the winning streak against the Rams stopped, even though it technically stopped at the NFC championship two years ago. But uh, for regular season, I don't I don't know. It doesn't bother me at all that we lost to them yesterday. Uh, we only lost by one point. Like it, it just felt to like Carson a Wentz. I mean, I mean the Carson Wentz. Who was the like leading rusher play. for the Rams? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This this really was just such a glorified. Uh, do say that again. Fifteen carries Carson Wentz had. Yeah, yeah. It, that was I, insane. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, what what's to say about this game? That you know, basically that, um, you know, it's playoff time. You know, and now the men have been separated from the boys, and now it's time. Now it's time. And the 49ers, when you look at, you know, when you look at across the teams in the NFC, should be, they should be in the Super Bowl. There's no reason for them not to just, like, mow down people here in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, well, I, mean, I can think of what... one reason. <laughs> <laughs> that would be our kicker. Oh man! Yes, I heard he missed an extra point. I did not. And a field game. goal. Oh, now the extra point. Did he shank it? Yes. Like it wasn't a bad snap. It wasn't blocked. No, or... it was just bad. So the streak has ended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's the only honestly really notable news to come out of this game in general. Like, I guess to wrap up my thesis, like I like the strategy that we had with the game. Uh, Kyle said that in more or less words that there was mutual understanding that like, hey, we don't care about six or seventh. We are already number one. Let's just go through the motion and stay healthy. I like that strategy. I like that the starters were all done by what the third quarter at the latest. It was a glorified preseason game. And yeah, like you said, Eric Moody missing kicks is the only thing 
really notable in this game other than Seelan Farrell got an injury. Like we got out healthy besides him, so that was good. But um, but yeah, no, Moody's. I'm sure we both have. I'm sure all of us have feelings about that. I we're with him no matter what. So I'm personally trying not to panic over it. But um, no, I'll open the floor to you guys. I just that's all my notes for this game. Like let's enjoy this bye week and see who we play. <laughs> that's kind of mind bicep right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing for me, a couple other takeaways, Ronnie Bell can't catch. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do with nope. him. Um, they've thrown him the ball multiple. Now, I mean, he did catch a touchdown. That seems, he's like Chris Carter, right? All he does is catch touchdowns. Didn't catch yeah. anything else. Um, so, but He doesn't he, have to be know. our returner anymore, though. I know. Thank God. So, so there's something to take away from the game. Ray Ray's back. Um, so that was good. Um, I thought, uh, Elijah Mitchell looked good in the game. I mean, he had 14 or some carries like that. He looked good running the ball. He looked strong. He looked confident running the ball. So I think having him and, uh, Mason to back up, uh, McCaffrey, if McCaffrey ever comes off the field, um, is very helpful and, and very good to have. I don't think either of them is obviously a replacement for McCaffrey, but Mitchell's looked good the last two weeks in kind of a mop up backup role. Uh, for McCaffrey so I think that's good that we have him I hope that Kyle uh, will lean on him a little bit and maybe you know make McCaffrey sit and take a breather here and there and give Mitchell some carries um, throughout the the playoffs especially if we get into a situation where hopefully we have a a large lead on somebody I hope he'll you know kind of just pull McCaffrey and and put Mitchell in and let him get some run um, I think that'd be great. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think those were the, the things I took away. I think, um, I think Darnold played fine in this game for what it was. I mean, he was going against some starters, some backups. Um, I guess if we could bring him back next year on a reasonable deal, I would be okay with him being our backup, our, our main backup quarterback. Again, I could see where if, Purdy got hurt, you know, heaven forbid that happens. But if Purdy got hurt, I think that Darnold could possibly carry us along for a couple of games against some teams that were maybe not top tier uh, teams. You know, he could he could be all right. So, I mean, I think that was a, another good takeaway that he seems to at least have some command and understand of the offense and and seems to know what he's doing out there. He threw a couple really nice balls too, um, to the receivers and things like that. So, those are the things that I kind of took away. Moody is my biggest concern, but I think you kind of summed it up, Dan, like we're stuck with it and it is what it is. So I'm just praying to God that we smash everybody in the mouth in the playoffs and we don't ever have to rely on him for some pressure kicks because I'm terrified. That? What was that? I heard Eric, you have some belief in Sam Darnold. Like, <laughs> like I, I hadn't been preaching that since the, you the did season. You did. You know, that you he should have some faith in him, you know, that he's got talent, you know. I don't want him his... to be my starting quarterback, but I'll take him as a fill-in for like two or three games. Yeah. Dude, his numbers would have looked so much better if he didn't have, I think I counted like four very bad drops. Like, Connolly had a bad drop. Ronnie Bell couldn't catch anything besides that touchdown. Um, no, honestly, with our starters, Sam Darnold, I agree with you. Sam Darnold would definitely be serviceable in a pinch if we had to use him. He looked really good. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to want to take a backup role again next year. I don't know if he's going to want to go take a backup role with somebody else where he thinks, I don't know, he'll have a better chance to move into the starting quarterback position. Because, I mean, Purdy's the starter here. I mean, there's no getting around that. Yeah. The only way he's going to play is if Purdy's hurt. So, I mean, does he go somewhere like, 
a Tennessee or something like that. Maybe where you'll have a better or a Pittsburgh or, you know, where you'll have a potential Yo, chance England. to play new England. I mean, there's like 10 teams right now that could use a quarterback and Darnold is good enough to play in any of those places. Um, so I guess we'll see, but if we could bring him back on, I think he's making like what, 3 million this year. If we could bring him back for 3 million again and have him sit behind Purdy, I think that's valuable insurance. I, I agree. I think I, I, I've been on the Sam Darnold train from the beginning. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I agree. Like bring him back three mil. Like, I think he's a good backup if he wants to be a backup. I mean, you, you look at the other situations in the NFL with, you know, with coaches leaving, who's going to be the offensive coordinator, you know, do you really want to go to someplace like that where, you know, your talent, You've shown, like, if you don't have the right coach uh, to take advantage of your talent um, or the right tool or the right people around you and things like that, that, you know, you're not going to do well. So, excuse me. So why not why not stay a 49er backup, you know, and get that experience in Shanahan's offense? And then, you know, when somebody's looking for a quarterback to plug into say a good defensive team that has some, you know, kind of off offensive weapons that are not being taken advantage of by the current quarterback that they want to move on, then move there. You know, yeah. but you know, I, I just don't know if that's, that's look, I haven't looked around the league to where something like that might be there, but that's what I would wait for. Um, if I were Sam Darnold his youth is going to be a big advantage too, because if he decides like, Hey, no, you know what? I like Kyle. I like Brian Greasy. I really like uh, this kind of, I don't know if he's, he's old enough to be a mentor. I mean, he's, he has mentor in the sense that he's already been in the league six years. And this dude turns 27 in June. That is really, really, really young for a quarterback with as much tread on the tires as him. I, I agree with you, James. I, I think, I think he's got, all the options in the world and it's not necessarily a bad thing if he wants to stay with us if they can agree on the price or if he really i don't know i think in a position like him with how good we are and how in theory i'm, I'm not going that deep into like what's the roster going to look like like we have a good system regardless like with between our coaches and our gm like it's a win-win he can either go somewhere where the competition is real that he could possibly start or he gets another year with brian greasy and kyle shanahan and he's only 27 next year. So, I mean, yeah, no, he's in a phenomenal spot in his life. Yeah. And, you know, basically, you got, I mean, after last season, you need a valuable backup. You need a valuable backup. Yeah. Especially for you guys. Cause, you know, you never know. You're one hit away, you're one bad tackle or one cheap shot away from having to play your backup in an important game and you need a good backup. That's you, you need to have somebody there to, to do that. And, you know, Darnold, I think like Eric said, could come in, do some mop up duty, you know, get some two or three wins with this team and this roster. So yeah, bring them back. I, I, I'm wholeheartedly have been on the Sam Darnold thing. So I'm just glad that, Eric is now aboard. <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, I've never been a pro athlete, obviously, right? So, I mean, I don't really know, but like, I, I don't know what, which is better, being the starter on a really shit, crappy team or <laughs> being the backup quarterback 
on a team that's good and is winning a lot. You know what I mean? Like, is it really so bad to like hold the clipboard and collect $3 million check for, and, and be on a team with a good vibe and good dudes and, and a team that's winning and you're, and you're, and you're doing good things. Or do you want to be on like the, the, I'll pick the Patriots cause they suck this year. Or do you want to be on the Patriots and slog your way through a, whatever they were four and 13 season as the starting court. I mean, like, I, I don't know which one of those is actually better, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I know which one would be better for me. You know, I don't want to get beat up by linebackers all day, you know, and there's no spotlight on you. There's no pressure on you. Like you're not expected to do good when you get in there. So it's already promised low, deliver high, like, Nah, being a clipboard Jesus would be fine in my book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's so. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I mean, like I said, that I went through mentally the other day. There's like ten teams that need quarterbacks, so I mean, it's going to be a real interesting off season, anyways, because you're going to have a bunch of guys moving around and a bunch of availability and stuff like that. And obviously, you, it's a pretty strong quarterback class coming in. So there's going to be probably four or five quarterbacks that just come into the draft, anyways, and take up spots. So. Um, you know, there'll be a lot of shuffling of the deck in that regard, but you'll see what shakes out. But if he wants to come back, I'd be happy to have him. Uh, Ronnie Bell, maybe he can work with Ronnie Bell a lot in the offseason and throw him some balls and fix Bell's butterfingers. I do want to add on one last thing to what James said. Um, remember, did you guys see that graphic that went viral of how many starting quarterbacks in the AFC alone went down? There was literally like five starters left that played more than half the season. So really, to, to add, yeah, just to add to that point, how valuable a backup quarterback is. Like, I think it was that high. I, I, I can't remember if I. You're probably phone, right no. now. If, if I just mentally go through that, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the entire AFC North, except for Lamar Jackson. Um, no, like there was a lot of backup. This was really the year of the backup quarterback. Like if you had the NFC into it too, it wasn't nearly as bad there, but no, all, more than half of the AFC was backup quarterbacks uh, going into week 17, let's say, because week 18 is just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of those guys got benched too, which is here, here nor there, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be chaotic, but you know, we're from a 49ers perspective. I love the fact that we came out of the, game with basically no injuries um nobody else got hurt uh, you said the the one uh defensive lineman there Farrell got a little dinged up um but now everybody's got essentially a week and a half more or less to kind of rest and get ready for the first playoff game when it rolls around and we'll wait and see who it is that we're going to play and get ready for that and hopefully the 49ers can continue their trend of coming off of by weeks and being super powered and ready to go. Yeah. I, like I said at the top already, I really like the strategy of like, just get them out there for like a little bit. Um, I liked what, I liked what you pointed out that technically George Kittle wasn't benched, but he didn't even come out. He just came out in a sweatshirt. Like <laughs> Greenlaw was too. Greenlaw was active too. And he wasn't dressed at all either. Kyle said in his post, uh, conference that um, that they were going to dress, but then um, I think Greenlaw had some tenderness in his ankle, and then oh, okay. uh, and then Kittle had something with his back. Like 
I, I, I would, yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> we don't, we'll see what the injury report is next week. Cause they're still going to have, I think they're still going to have a full week of practice next week. Cause Kyle really, Kyle's really adamant about like, just cause it's a bye week doesn't mean we're not going to still yeah. work our ass off, but we'll see if they pop up on the injury report. Greenlaw probably will. Cause he's always injured, but, but yeah, no, he, yeah, he, he, he fully intended on having them dressed from what he said. But anyway, yeah, no. Only Seal and Farrell. It sounded like just a sprain. Like uh, they said they were worried about something worse, but it sounds like it's just a sprain. But he said that Farrell is in doubt to play in the divisional round. Like they think the sprain is that bad. But for that being the only injury in the game, I mean, I'll take it. Like no offense, Farrell, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I guess we'll have to play Chase Young more. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an embarrassment Randy of riches Gregory. right now. Yeah. Randy Gregory will play 40 snaps instead of 25. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it does. I mean, cause Farrell has actually had a good season. He's played well. So, I mean, I'm not trying to dis- sure. diminish uh, what he's done um, for the team this season by any stretch of the imagination, but we fortunately do have an embarrassment of riches on the defensive line right now. So if any position were to, to get an injury, as long as it's not to uh, a couple of the stars along that, uh, along that line, I mean, we can certainly have people fill in for him. So, yeah, no, it's it's the it's the one position group I agree that could take an injury. Like, good lord, if we got injured at safety, like if Logan Ryan snapped his Achilles, like Jesus Christ, like we can't take another safety hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be bad. So, but yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to what this team does in the playoffs. Now, I think we're positioned. I mean, this is what this is what we've played the whole season for. This is what. We worked all season for well, we I say we like I'm part of the team, right? Like, but this is what you the are, night Eric. You yeah. Are. yeah, I you wish win be- they win because of you, Eric, because <laughs> you wear that 49ers shirt every single week. And you watch I wear a different week. shirt every week, James. I wear something different every week. <laughs> Deepa went Deepa went off because of you. I, I will die on that anthill. but i mean this is what the niners played for all season long this was what they played for was to get in this position to be in the driver's seat to be the number one seat to have this extra week of rest because this is what they thought they needed to be most successful and so i mean everything is lined up exactly as they want it so now let's see if they can go and they can deliver on what it is that they're trying to accomplish this season which is get to and win the super bowl and everything is set up for them to do that james you said it at the top of the the podcast is that, I mean, the NFC is set up. If we just look back on what's happened this season, they've played all of these teams this season, I think, except for the Lions, and they've pummeled all of them. So they should be able to do that again, and they should be able to just waltz into the Super Bowl. Now, Will that happen? I don't I don't know, but I'm I'm hopeful and I'm fairly I'm fairly confident. There's not I guess a lot in the NFC that scares me at this point. That makes sense. There there shouldn't be. I mean, the biggest competition I would say is the Lions. Like, you know, we're literally one dumb freaking stupid referee call from the lions being the number two seed like that's the lions are good and they play aggressive like and dan campbell is doing all the things necessary 
to have this franchise actually go somewhere because he's doing things different. He's playing analytics. He's going for it on fourth down like 38% of the time. Uh, past the 50, he's going for it 50% of the time on fourth down. So you're talking about a team that is not like any other team you guys have played all season, you know? And so if anybody's going to give you a run for your money, it's going to be the Detroit Lions. I know it's weird to freaking even say that, (laughs) you know, being as they were futile for so many years, even with, you know, a good quarterback and one of the greatest wide receivers ever to play the game. And now we're saying, like, the Lions – you know, have a shot to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to have a whole playoff game, and they have a good shot at going to the Super Bowl. They just – the only team that's going to stand in their way is the 49ers, and that's probably going to be the NFC Championship game. It's going to be Niners versus Lions. That's that's my prediction because we all know what the Cowboys do in the divisional round, so we can just forget about them. And you, you look at the rest of the team. Tampa, the Eagles, I hate to say it, aren't really going anywhere. You know – the the Packers, you know, the Rams, like, I don't know. I, I see it as, you know, the NFC Championship game will be Lions and 49ers. I, I think the Rams are sneaky good. Um, I think they've I like really, you, Eric. yeah, I think they've really been good the second half of this season. They were on like a six or a seven game winning streak, something like that. And they seem to have kind of put the pieces together here. Stafford's playing really good ball. They've got uh yeah, thank you. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> they got him and Cup, and they've got uh the guy Williams, that's their running back. I mean, they've got a really solid offense. They continue to have Aaron Donald on the defensive line who kind of wrecks things and makes things happen there. And the rest of their defense isn't terrible. So I mean, like they're I think they have a legitimate chance of potentially beating the Lions this weekend, to be honest. We're going to talk about this in another episode, obviously. Um, but I think I they're say, a team let's that save, could... Let's save some. <laughs> yeah, but I think that I, I think that while while I do agree, James, I think that a Lions-Niners matchup is, is pretty likely. I won't be surprised if we're sitting here next week talking about, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe the Rams, you know, upset the Lions, and now – chaos has happened in the nfc yeah i agree i I mean yeah i I, it could very well be that way the rams uh i guess yeah you're right the rams are sneaky good but i you know we'll talk about it next episode what how i feel about you know rams lions but you know the 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 nfc is the 49ers to lose basically what it is it's basically to lose their clear head head and shoulders above everybody else in the conference. And there's no reason why they shouldn't just mow over people. Let's hope that's true. <laughs> let's, let's hope for my fandom's sake that that's true. Let's hope for the Super Bowl party that I'm hosting, that that's true. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Super Bowl yes. Party. Yeah. I think, I think with that, that's a good little tease because tomorrow's episode guys, we are talking about just the wild card weekend. We don't, things that we're excited about um the storylines that are in it like there's so much to unpack with wildcard weekend we are further discussing that in tomorrow's episode so for now with that little cliffhanger i do want to talk about our sponsor and block my face with royalretros.com 
what is royalretros.com is your go-to place to get an authentic throwback jersey not just football they have all the major sports in there as well and if you find something you like within the candlestick collection uh a curated collection of 49ers and bay area sports memorabilia throw it in your cart and use the promo code shady sports to get 10 percent off of your entire order again it is promo code shady sports when you check out and you get 10 percent off of your entire order it helps out the channel it helps us out and thank you royal retros for being a sponsor for us again guys go to royalretros.com and go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today james you're back now to talk about the charity uh lay it on us hey guys so if you've been following us all season since the near beginning of the season uh, we've been talking about owner accountability. And what we're trying to say here is uh, in the news these uh, this past season, we've seen the Houston, Texas minority owner get charged with very serious sexual crimes in Kentucky. Then we've seen the, uh, the COO of the 49ers. Uh, he's named in a lawsuit uh, that is, deals with insider trading from a company that helped uh, students cheat during the pandemic and the nfl has said owner standards are supposed to be greater than player standards but these news stories uh were not reported by you know the nfl and independent independent report, reporting agencies did uh, yet if, if if a player is somehow uh charged with anything we know the day before the warrant served and so we feel that owner owner standards are less than player standards, and we're starting a hashtag. Owner standards are less than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. And to show you we put our money where our mouth is, we are selling t-shirts to help raise money for a Kentucky Crisis Center. The first shirt here is our owner standards are less than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. If you want to make that statement, you can buy that in different colors, $22.99, get you that in a t-shirt. But we have different styles, different sizes, uh, if you want something different than a t-shirt. Next up is our owner standoff shirt. This was for the Dan Snyder campaign. Now we've brought it back uh, for this campaign, $22.99, get you that in a t-shirt. Uh, different styles and different sizes as well for that. Uh, next up, we have the Niner Nuts podcast logo art. You'll find this on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen or watch us, you'll see this as our little icon. You can get it as a, on a T-shirt, $22.99, uh, different styles, different sizes on that. Now we have our alternate logo. Uh, this one I have. This is a very nice shirt, $22.99. Get you that in a T-shirt plus any other. You got other colors. You have different styles, different sizes as well. Uh, and then finally, we have our own mascot. How can you say no to a peanut eating peanuts while sitting on the couch, rooting and cheering for his San Francisco 49ers. $22.99 gets you that in a t-shirt, different styles, different sizes. Donate to a Kentucky Crisis Center today by going and searching bonfire.com on Google, Niner Nuts Apparel. It's literally the first one that comes up. You can go there and donate by getting a cool t-shirt. Yeah, the link for the bonfire site is also in the episode description if you just want to scroll down and touch it there we do not want a penny for any of these shirts we just want you to have a cool shirt while you're helping out a family in need uh we are taping everybody on black monday but rather than any of them while they're already down or 
asking why Dennis Allen is still the coach of the Saints. Uh, because we didn't. Uh, rather than talk about that um, or the Michigan or the Michigan game that's about to kick off. Well, from when we're taping this, um, <laughs> I know you're excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to just. And I just do want to end the episode with a little shout out to our Pro Bowl players because uh, we didn't tape on Friday again. That's things came up, couldn't do it. Um, I'm not going to talk about our 12 starter or 12 alternates. We did have 12 alternates though, Jesus Christ. But for our actual starters, uh, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Uzcheck, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and Charvarius Mooney Ward. They led the league with nine players from one team. We had the most players for one team represented at the Pro Bowl games. Every single one of them, I'm so excited and so proud of them. Uh, every single one of them are uh, just so important to our success, and it's notable when they're when they're absent, especially Trent. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, every single one of these guys absolutely crushed it this year. They earned it, and I would I'd love to see them and everyone else on the fifty three man roster in this year, not just with these accolades, but with that ring. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to shout them out since we didn't get to last week. Sounds good. Yep. Yep. Hit uh, it. <laughs> James. Uh, oh yeah, guys, we're not playing this week. In case you didn't hear at the top, um, <laughs> so enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We'll figure out who our opponents are Monday night after the Eagles and the Bucks game. So, uh, yeah, uh, beat the bye week. I don't know. <laughs> James is going to out of here. Outro music, River Road, Justin Mew. Later on. Enjoy, enjoy Wild Card Weekend, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song River Road, River Road You got me running all night long River Road Where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry <laughs>